welcome to Remelations. We're your hosts. I'm Mindy. I'm Brooke. Remelations is a dream interpretation podcast where we read listeners' dreams. From nightmares to the just plain bizarre, join us as we give you our comedic interpretation of your fucked up REM cycle. This week, we're reading a listener dream about human-looking fish and foot massages. And don't forget about fighting vampires and Uncle Charlie. We're also talking today about when you physically act out what you're dreaming in real life. Mm, Always interesting and dangerous. Yes, interesting and dangerous. So stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss those stories. Let's get started. Woo! Hey, Brooke. Hi, Mindy. Welcome to a new year. It is 2022. 2022, two, two, two. To, to infinity and beyond. <laughs> That's what it seems like. The last two years have been to infinity and beyond. It's like the same, the same shit, different year. Can we get a change, people? Can we get a little change? The Groundhog Day has to end. <laughs> it absolutely does. Well, today we have two listeners' dreams. I'm excited to read them. Very interesting. Why don't you get started? I, I would love to get started. Okay, so this is from Carol, and she's from LaGrange. And I'm just going to start reading her dream, and then we'll just dive right in. Sounds good. For years growing up, I had a reoccurring nightmare. My family was in my house and boarding up the windows and doors, locking everything down. I kept asking each of them as the past, what are you doing? Why are we putting wood across the windows? The answer was always, because Uncle Charlie is coming. Hurry and hide. <laughs> Her, wait, what was last? Hurry and I? Hurry and hide. Hurry and hide. Oh, okay. Hurry and hide. Uh, that's an old pirate's term. <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Charlie's a pirate. The wood, the wood leg, you'll hear him coming from a mile away. See? He can't sneak up on you. No way. <laughs> He's only got one eye. He's Just hide on the left side. He can't see you. He's clunking around and walking in circles. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. I could always actually feel my heart pounding while I slept. I knew each time this was a reoccurring dream, but could do nothing about it. Through the dream, I could hear screaming and knew my family was in jeopardy of their lives. When I would run out of my hiding space, I saw him. My uncle was a vampire with blood. Oh, man, it's even better than a pirate. (laughs) These are great great Halloween costumes, by the way, Uncle Charlie. (laughs) classics i don't think these are costumes but so he's a vampire did i get that now now he is so he was just they were running from him before but now uncle charlie is a vampire with blood dripping from his fangs oh god so she grabbed a cross as anyone would do on her dresser (laughs) held it high a good catholic household they're all over and garlic i mean you got it everywhere (laughs) (laughs) if you're italian catholic watch out you're safe if that's the case (laughs) um So then, um, let's see, then I somehow had a wooden dagger near me, grabbed it, flung it at his heart. I always killed it, saving my family every goddamn time. (laughs) (laughs) The nightmare haunted my childhood. I was afraid to tell anyone. Then one day I got to college and it stopped like magic. I no longer had it. And she keeps thinking, what made it stop? That's Great dream, Carol. Thanks for submitting that. Woo, that's a heavy-duty one, huh? That is. That's got <laughs> everything. It's like a, a small movie. It is. It is. It's very much like reading, um, like, a first draft of, like, a Vampire Diaries. or something like that. <laughs> Vampire. Oh, man. 
I don't know, though. I think um, even though it is, it has a lot of symbolism, I feel like the symbolism can be quite literal. Like the um, boarding up the house, mm-hmm. I think they were legit trying to keep Uncle Charlie out, like <laughs> boarding up the house. Like, But, you know, if we're going to go into like symbolism, that could be like needing to be protected mm-hmm. or knowing that there's danger or struggles ahead. Yeah, definitely some self-preservation, I think, would be it. And she said she, since she was a child, right? Right, yeah. You know, what perhaps kind of home did she grow up in or what was going on in her life as a child where she felt that there was something she had to protect um, herself? I agree. And the next part, the running and the hiding, same thing, like running, quite literally (laughs) running from something, this Uncle Charlie that she's either afraid of facing or maybe even... Maybe it's not even, maybe Uncle Charlie's maybe not a person. Right. I feel like he is. But, like, maybe it's also something that she doesn't want to face about herself or really mm-hmm. learn the answer about something. Some insecurity, um, perhaps, that, or something she's guarding. Yeah. Yeah, something she doesn't want to admit, and maybe that's the hiding part. Like, hiding from this fear, but also, you know, not wanting to expose something about herself. Yeah, but the part I find interesting is when she gets to college, it stops. So maybe when she kind of got to the age of a young adult and was growing up and in discovering who she was as a person, maybe that's why mm-hmm. it stopped. Cause like maybe she had some insecurities as a child. You know, I mean, we all have insecurities as children. Yeah. You know, my teeth yeah. are too big. I will say my nose is too big. Um, <laughs> you know, too tall, too skinny, too fat, you know, like there's so many things that can yeah, everything, especially through the middle school years and part of oh, high school that high you can school. be so, yeah. so concerned about yourself. So maybe getting to that college level allowed her to, to kind of find her own friend group and accept herself for who she was. Yeah. Willing to actually face that problem, then it went away. See, people learn from Carol. Sometimes it's tough, but you got to face your shit. You got to face and your shit. Move, even if it's a pirate, f- even if it's a vampire. A vampire pirate. <laughs> she had the tools with her all along, I think is what's interesting, because how many people have a wood dagger in their house? Right? I mean, and I she's don't. Ready. Oh, I also found it interesting that she at one point said, I knew it was a dream, but I couldn't do anything about it. So more mm. of that kind of lucid dreaming, very interesting. Like, yeah. she's aware that it's a dream, but she really can't do anything. Maybe about that made it. it less scary for her, especially as a child, to be aware that it was a dream. Yeah, that it, oh, that it wasn't a real vampire. Her psyche somehow, you know, it's like protecting that part of you that doesn't want to admit it. I get it, you know, bury it down. I forgot to mention earlier because um, I thought this was interesting too. The title of the dream, and you might mm-hmm. not think this is fitting title but is saving family from the devil Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i was like okay i didn't hear anything about the devil during the dream so i'm thinking well maybe it's taken different forms even as if it was a recurring dream to be a devil to be a vampire to be a demon yeah or maybe this uncle charlie represents all of that okay chuck uncle charlie back off come on chuck come on (laughs) come on we're not putting up with your shit anymore. I got a dagger. Obviously, she didn't. <laughs> we got a dagger. <laughs> We're going to get you every time, like she said. But, you know, it, Uncle Charlie could be an actual, like, person, or it could be a situation. It could be someone in her I life. I think Carol but, needs yeah. to go on, like, some genealogy. Geneal- what do they call those? Genealogy. Genealogy websites and start digging to see if there's an Uncle Charlie somewhere in her lineage and see if there's, like, some weird old-timey Ooh. crime he committed. Wouldn't that be so creepy? It would. Oh, I bet. Okay. Hey, you know, that stuff works. Remember, just like the Golden State Killer? <laughs> they, <laughs> found, they started that with just uh, genealogy sites, so you never know. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, what's your uh, favorite vampire movie? 
Oh, gosh. If I'm going to put you on the spot here. No, no, you don't have to put me on the spot because I do know the answer. But one is going to seem weird because it's... I'm not going to defend myself. I have two favorite vampire movies. One is from Dust Till Dawn, Mm -hmm. and the other is Interview with a Vampire. Yes. I mean, it's got Christian Slater as the interviewer. It's got Antonio Banderas. Hello, Brad Pitt. Please and thank you. Even Tom Cruise looks good in it, but I still can't get past his crazy (laughs) Scientologist life. I mean, if you're a Scientologist... The, welcome to the podcast. We're happy you're here listening, but he's a little um he's, he's a, little, a little out there. Yeah. How about you? What's your favorite? My kids got me to start watching Vampire Diaries, so okay. I have started that yeah, from yeah. the beginning. It's yeah. um it's I like it because it's kind CW. of like mindless show with beautiful people. Like you don't have to pay that close attention, but it's entertaining. Typically during uh busy wedding season as I'm editing weddings, I'll have a show going on, a series going on in the background. So this was like last year, I concentrated on all the Vampire Diaries. The year before that was The X-Files. And the year before that, mm-hmm. I think, was Grey's Anatomy. So I just go through <laughs> these seasons. And yeah, uh, yeah I enjoy that in the background sometimes. Um, From Dust Till Dawn is a very interesting movie because it's Quentin Tarantino and George Clooney and Selma Hayek and Harvey Keitel and Juliette Lewis. Like, it's a powerhouse cast, but it's kind of made like kind of an almost like an indie movie. Like the first half is them escaping from like a robbery. And the second half of them is meeting up at this place just across the border called the Titty Twister. <laughs> and that's where they're supposed to meet to get their score and everything. And guess what? It's a vampire bar and things go crazy. Hey, oh, or I could say Twilight. See, I was gonna. I was wondering why you weren't saying that. I'm like, that seems right seems like up right up my. Alley. Alley. I was like, I totally forgot not, about it. You know, it's I funny. Was, why is she not mentioning Twilight? I enjoyed the books. I I love young young adult literature. So I read Harry Potter. I read Twilight. I've read. Oh gosh, what's the other Hunger Games? All of those. But I, That's I, why I did I was enjoy. So it. Surprised where you're like, I can't think of a vampire <laughs> movie. I'm like, I put you on the spot. Mm. And I couldn't come up with one quick. Enough. I was like, I was just going to ask you about that after my little from dust till dawn scenarios. An editor was way hotter in my head than he was ever in the in the movies. Yeah, well, I guess um, I only have a few other things to say. I mean, the vampire part clearly, you know, blood on the fangs indicates. Uncle Charlie as a vampire was feeding. So I was thinking it's mm. a situation or a person in her life that's like draining mm, or yeah. literally draining her energy, just a negative person that's, you know, wanting more from her and like that's taking advantage of her. But like you said, like the stake to the heart, man, she's was she was ready. Like the cross, the stake and uh prepared. She's like to- a Girl Scout. She is, you know, she knows. What I'm gonna to get do my vampire, vampire slaying badge. She, she's got her kit. Her, her bat. It's gonna go on her little. Sack. It's got like a little fang on it. My, she comes home, mom. Can you sign this? With a drip of blood. Can, can you sew this on my uh, brownie sash, please? I didn't last long in Girl Scouts. It was, it was like Saturday mornings at eight a.m. No, thank you. I don't remember the meetings. All I ever remember from Girl Scouts is selling the goddamn cookies. That's oh. all I can remember. I don't remember like going to meetings and like talking. Yeah, it's easy. Then. We had like eight a.m. meetings. And we had to go and we'd have to like do crafts and stuff. It was in the basement of our church. Yeah, I kn- oh, I mm-hmm. mean, I knew I did that. Like I remember, like there was someone's house we would go to because they were like the leader or the whatever but like and i knew we did stuff but like i must have just blocked it all out (laughs) yeah i 
once I turned eight, I was like, what, I can sleep in and there's cartoons on a Saturday? I'm staying here. I'm good, um, thanks. I have no interest in this. I threw my sash at the leader and was like, I'm out of here. Done! (laughs) Then I'll take these Uh, cookies on the way out. I'll just take one of each, please. How much are they? $17 a box. Pretty much. (laughs) Um, The last thing I was going to say kind of about the steak, and this is, you know, our true crime coming into Mm -hmm. this, is that like the stabbing is what considered one of the most like personal methods of killing someone because it's very close. It's very intimate. And I know it's kind of a combination like it's a dagger, a wooden dagger. Yes, that's known to kill a vampire. But it's still the stabbing, which I think means something, whatever is happening to her, whatever person this is, is very close to her, something very important to her. And even though she throws it, though, which, you know, you kind of think of when you're throwing a stake at a vampire so she's still stabbing but with some reserve with some distance mm. mm-hmm. putting herself out there trying to take control yeah. of the situation but protecting herself at the same time yeah and then and then she says you know she does it every time every damn time she says that she saves the family so i think she's quite literally again trying to save her family from whatever Uncle Charlie might be. And I think, though, like you mentioned, it stopped. Mm -hmm. So maybe she finally did come to terms with whatever it was, whoever it was. And she didn't need to bring that up in her dreams anymore. Yeah. It's usually when until you solve that problem that's happening in a reoccurring dream, it's going to keep reoccurring. So, And and it's not to say it couldn't come back down the line for Carol here. Like it could always come back if there's a similar type situation she finds herself in, then she as she did or how she felt when she was a kid. Especially since she said it was reoccurring for so long, you know, up until college. But um, I just want to make one last note on just a comment she made because, um, you know, this is all what we're guessing and talking about. But she actually said, I know what this means, but I want to see what you guys think. Oh, Come on, Carol. Let's see. I know. It's yeah, like, come on. Right in. Let us know how close we might come be on, on this please. one. Come on, please. You're going to have to let us know. She's, She's challenging like, us. <laughs> she is challenging us. She says she knows what it means, but can you explain it? I'm like, okay. Oh, challenge. It is Carol, challenge, challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. So let's yeah. see if we let us know, it Carol. Out. Let us know. That's what I've got. That was awesome. That yes, was like you, a Carol. good bloodthirsty vampire story. Bloodthirsty vampire devil story. They're good. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here. My leg keeps going like asleep. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, you that's know what? So f- I ran today. And that's probably why. <laughs> oh, and now you're just sitting. <laughs> no, I'm just. Yeah, hold on. I'm just going to readjust myself here. It's funny because if you could see me, like my leg is itching uncontrollably. <laughs> like I have a bug. Oh, what's bite. wrong with us? We're just falling We're just apart. Falling apart. <laughs> we haven't even gotten started yet. We haven't. <laughs> Thanks, Carol, for submitting that dream. Just like any dream we interpret here on the show, we're not experts. We're just here to have a good time. Let us know how we did on that one, Carol. But if you want to be just like our buddy Carol here, go ahead and submit a dream to us. Let us know something that recently you had or something that was might be reoccurring like Carol's. I said Carol 10 times, but I'm going to keep going. <laughs> Carol, 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 Carol. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Even better. If you want to submit a dream and be part of our show, go ahead and head on over to revelations.com slash share dream. Submit your dream there. You can stay anonymous if you don't want us to know who you are or where you live. That's okay, too. But uh, send us some more dreams so we can keep this podcast going and keep having fun with you.
Or if you don't want to submit a dream and you have a crazy story about dreaming, sleepwalking, sleep paralysis, anything cool like that, or just want to share a story with us, anything at all, go ahead and email us, remolations at gmail.com and share your stories. Are you ready to hear uh, another fun dream? Oh, I'm more than ready. Let's giddy up. This next dream comes from Sydney from Cedar Falls, Iowa. The dream's entitled Human Fish. I had a dream that I was being... What's that? I was was trying not to laugh, but... (laughs) You can laugh. Okay. I I couldn't hold it back. (laughs) I had a dream that I was being held captive by this human-like fish. He had a fish body but real feet and face. At one point, he made me give him a foot massage, and they had these nasty, mangled feet, and it made me want to throw up. (laughs) I don't blame you. It's disgusting. Feet in general. Mm -mm. Oh, and fish, I I don't know if the fish feet, part human feet, it just doesn't sound good. But if fish had a feet, it would probably be the tail. <laughs> I was thinking well, about a fish standing up. It'd be standing on its back where it's behind tail. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it would. It's behind tail. <laughs> or it's just dorsal, but I don't know. There's probably a technical word for it. His back tail. His back fin. I got it. Okay. I was I'm just good. explaining how we just accidentally killed all the fish in our fish tank, so I'm oh. probably not the best fish expert here. Please do not listen to Mindy or any advice she has to give to you or your we have to relatives or friends with fish. Don't. Don't listen. No. Oh, yeah. No, I hate feet. I like a foot rub, though. Oh, do someone else is do doing you... it to me. Fine. Oh, okay. I was going to ask because some people don't even like their own feet rub. Pedicures love foot massage. Okay with me. Love. If Mark puts his foot above my knee, I'm freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, he knows that's the barrier, the limit where his feet. That's like, the boundary. That's my feet can touch his feet. That's okay. His feet can touch my calf. Also okay. But if his feet go up to my thigh, I got a problem with it. Oh my! And he knows it, and he does it on purpose God. just to mess with me. But <laughs> I was gonna say, I bet he um, fucks with you all the time with yeah, that. Always. Okay, I give him. Sorry. I give him a look, like you know, you know the boundary. Put your foot down. Get it out of my knee right now. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on back to Sydney's dream. So the nasty feet made her want to throw up. I was crying because I didn't want to be around him anymore and I had somewhere to go. When he finally did let me leave, I went to a friend's wedding and had a good time. I left. (laughs) Interesting place. I left the wedding and I went to go back home and I actually ended up at my old elementary school. I was in fifth grade again. My actual high school principal was talking to me in my small desk in the classroom. And once I sat down, he told me I had to download all the pictures from the wedding to a desktop so all of my classmates could see what I did over the weekend. What? And then she woke up. (laughs) So it goes from nasty fish feet to downloading wedding pictures. In fifth grade. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It goes all over the place. Thoughts? (laughs) Many. Many, yes. Wow. Yeah. I think the interesting part is when there's an animal that takes part of a human form. Yes. And from what I've researched about it, it's a particular part of that animal you're relating your personality to. Oh, so, so, for example, fish. if it's a fish, I mean, when I think of fish, I think of they're quick, they have to have water to survive, they're very play it safe, like they don't try to like get killed i guess i don't know that sounds stupid i guess they're fish worms i don't know anything about fish um 
going, Mindy. You're trying. I love it. <laughs> so if I think about fish, you know, those are the kind of the things that come to mind. Slippery. Slippery. But I don't know mm-hmm. that that might be the one she's trying to relate her personality to, of course. Fish, it, you know, water, I think water is always interesting. And if I think of fish, I think of water. And water always comes back to life. And um, if you want to think of it as a, in a spiritual way, there's, there's, you know, Christianity even looks at fish and is in the Christian religion quite a bit. And so it could have to do with her spirituality. And the one thing I found interesting is it had human feet as well as a human yes. face. But the feet, I kind of take that as like maybe standing on your own two feet a little bit, mm-hmm. like maybe finding some yeah. independence in something. What do you think? Well, I was having a hard time with this one because like at first when you read it to me, I was picturing it like part human, part goldfish. Mm. And that made me think of, you know, like trapped in a bowl, you know, they don't really, they remember things for like 30 seconds and mm-hmm. it's mundane and they just keep circling around. But then like the more you talked about it, then I was thinking of like different fish, like bigger fish, of course, <laughs> like sharks. And maybe that is um, a different way to look at it. Maybe it's a power thing or a fear facing your own fears, maybe. I think the part you brought out about being trapped in a fish tank or, you know, yeah, that might I think be an interesting part because like I said, you know, if I'm thinking of feet, I'm thinking of like standing your ground or being coming independent with something and being yeah. a fish, you're completely opposite of that. You don't have any standing. Yeah. You really have not much of a life. <laughs> Just swim around. Just keep swimming. <laughs> if you're in Mindy's fish tank, you're in big trouble. <laughs> fish McGinnon. Fish McGinnon of twenty twenty one. We're rebuilding so I'll explain to li- <laughs> listeners. We have a 220-gallon saltwater tropical reef tank. And we had quite the problem this year with um, some leaks and stuff. And so we had a, what we called the fish Fishmageddon of the year. And so now we're slowly rebuilding our ecosystem, our aqua system. You made it sound so nice, like you're just rebuilding a beautiful aqua I won't system. go into the details no. of what happened to those fish. Every, I'm sure it was peaceful. Everybody is in a better place. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sure you loved your fish. That's so sad. I mean, we had a Nemo, we had a Dory, we had clownfish. Sorry, let's move along. Yes, let's move along. Okay, (laughs) the next part of her dream that she mentioned, uh, besides wanting to throw up from the fish, because I can totally get that, was the fact that she was crying. And to express raw emotion in a dream is always interesting, because sometimes you express your emotions in a dream that you might not express in real life, so... Yeah. There's perhaps something she was upset about at the time that she wasn't able to express in real life. But in her dream, yeah, she kind of got to yeah. let that emotion out. Hopefully that helped her in real life, too. Even, I mean, I know you have to get your feelings out in real life, but sometimes even dreaming about it gives you perspective. So hopefully that helped her a little bit. Yeah. And I have you ever woken up from a dream crying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> or, or like, because my dream's pretty intense, and mm-hmm. I'm usually pretty, like shaken for quite a few hours after I wake up. Yeah. Again, even though I know it was a dream, but just what I went through and what I saw was kind of like, oh, exhausting and I'm affected. So yeah. Yeah. How about you? I've had a dream where the kids, or actually my nieces at the time were kidnapped. Oh. And I remember waking up so emotionally upset that I was I was crying tears. And I was like, mm-hmm. my eye, like, it's all wet. What, what am I doing? It was so What's confusing. What's happening? Yeah. 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 It's amazing how even in a dream, your emotions don't stop. Yeah, right. Your your body's physically not moving, but 
your brain's still going, your emotions are still there. Yeah. And almost more truthfully, you know, like there's nothing really you do, even in your dreams, you can control it to a certain extent. This is why people have reoccurring dreams. Maybe they never quite push themselves as far, but yeah, your emotions are still there and they're very, very real. Next thing that the dream went on to was she left to go to a friend's wedding. And when I think of wedding, I think of a new beginning, something Mm -hmm. new, something fresh. So maybe there's a part of her life when she's having this dream was like something new on the horizon for her. Yeah. And, you know, she maybe felt like, again, going back to trapped, like having be able to stand on her own two feet, became become independent in something. And that it was just on the horizon, like whatever's going to happen, she knew was was going to be right around the corner. Yeah, I agree. And then she had her high school principal at her grade school. But if I think about principal in general, I think of Authority figure, you can either come across one of two ways. Authority figure or someone that's really trusted or, or you know, like someone mm-hmm. who you can confide in that's... Yeah, or it could be a combination of both. Right. And the fact that he wanted to see all the pictures downloaded, I that, find interesting. <laughs> it's interesting, I guess, without any context. We don't know what's going on. It just seems, in today's world, that seems a little creepy. Download all your no. photos. It just sounds kind of pervy. That That's just the world we live in. <laughs> right. So I don't know how I feel about that part, but it didn't seem like there was any malice. No. Or, you know, bad intentions, but it's still like just yeah. the world we live in. So it's kind of creepy. Yeah, that it could be. But you know, if I think of photos, I'm thinking like their memories or yeah. you know, emotions and memories, like things that you look back on so yeah you know go kind of pulling that all together you know maybe some suppressed emotions or some emotions she's trying to work through being able to share those maybe coming out of that fishbowl or out of that bubble that she feels <gasps> safe in may be what she needs to kind of uh get the support or something she might need at this time is to kind of you know share share your emotions there's people out there who will will i think listen. she's got everything it takes it's just you know pushing forward and taking kind of that first step. And don't touch fish feet. Don't tap the fish bowl either. May- <laughs> <Don't tap. laughs> Maybe this dream is just telling her she needs to get a fish. Or a pedicure. Or a pedicure. <laughs> I would rather if go for the so, second. so, <laughs> let's all go together because I am ready. <laughs> Any day, anytime, I will get a pedicure. So anytime you tell me when and where, well, probably not necessarily where but maybe we can all get one at the same time in our prospective locations <laughs> here's my suggestion Sydney you got these emotions you, you're feeling a little trapped perhaps you need to go out and get yourself one of those things that you see in Vegas where the fish eat the fungus off your feet it's kind of like a, a pedicure oh, but the what fish are those eat your yes. fungus instead of you have to touch the fungus of the fish I don't think they're eating fungus because that would be so gross if people kept putting their feet. Have you seen it? Eat, Have you seen what I'm talking about? I think, yes, I think they're it's eating like a fish like your dead, your dead, dead skin. skin cell. Either way. But if they eat your fungus, even better. That's just, that's like an extra spa treatment. They take care of that. Nasty. You couldn't pay me enough money to have a fish touch my you feet. You wouldn't try it? No, hell no. Oh, I almost did it in an airport once. Did you? Yeah. That'd be so awkward doing it at the airport even. I well that's why I was like, you'll probably even think that's messed up. Um uh, I've always Where were wanted you? to try um Mexico. Oh, okay, well that uh, makes sense. Yes. A little less regulated down there. <laughs> I always wanted to try it. And I'd never actually come across it like in my travels. And I saw it at an airport once wow. and I was like, 
hmm, but I just, I just didn't have enough time. By the time I found it, I'm like, not enough time. Bummer. But At I bar would totally do it. Or fish foot massage. Um, girl, you don't fish. have to choose. No, right? You can, you can bring do- your drink with you. <laughs> This is a great fancy world we live in. You can have fish. You can have everything your feet you want. while you drink. <laughs> hey, if any of our listeners have had one of these fish eating foot massages, I don't know what they're called. Please write in and let us know because we love to hear your experience with this. You can email us at revelations at gmail dot com. That went for a weird turn, but I like it. <laughs> fish eating foot massage. That doesn't oh, that make any sense. Be- I'm going to write that down. That might fish eating. (laughs) Okay. So, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for submitting your dreams. We love reading them. And we want to continue to keep reading them. So, please tell a bestie. Tell a fish. Tell whoever Tell your mailman. Tell your mailman. Tell your doctor. Tell whoever you want to tune in and listen. And you can always have them share, too. Go to revelations.com slash share a dream, and you can listen together. Hopefully, one of your dreams will be shared. But, yeah, just tell a friend. Couldn't have said it better. So I was thinking about last week when we were kind of going through those sleepwalking defenses that people have, you know, either had, you know, upheld or they've been convicted or whatnot. But I was wondering um, if you've ever had a dream that you acted out in real life, in real time as you were dreaming it. I think the only thing would probably be like that jerk awake as you're, as mm-hmm. you're about to hit the ground. Or like I trip and I'll like jerk and then I'll be oh, awake. Right. Like right. that last moment. But I can't say like I went and washed my hair. Be handy if you could just get all that shit done in the middle of the night while you're. I started some blow dry. I did my blow dry, so when I woke up, I was ready to go. Meal prepped. I'm ready. Okay, let's start our day. That would be fabulous. Man, that sounds like you found the secret to the success. (laughs) I was talking to my cousin um, Chris recently, and he was telling me about a dream he had, and this was quite a few years ago. But he was with two of his kids. He's got four kids, but he was with two of his kids. And they were visiting his dad. And as soon as they got into his dad's house, they shut the doors. And the dad says, we have to hide. There's an active shooter in the neighborhood somewhere. Oh, geez. And like no sooner did the dad, his, so this is the kid's grandpa, but his dad say those words as Chris looks out the window and literally sees like a gunman rise up with a gun pointed directly at one of his kids. Oh, geez. And so he like immediately like, jumps in front of the kid who's the gun was pointing at but he hit his face on his bed because he actually jumped out of his bed and it was bleeding but he kept all his teeth but he like basically lunged like he would have full force into the footboard of his bed wow i mean that's that's like a a parent right there though i mean yes but of course do anything for your child even in a dream there's a whole different level of like protection there your mind knows you're sleeping, but your mind's right. like, I have to you pre- still go to automatic, like, fight mode. Yes. I mean, it's your kids. So he was okay? He, he was okay. I mean, he's... Fat lip. He, Try to explain that when you go to work the next day. Like, uh, yeah, so... I jumped um, out of bed into my footboard. I swear <laughs> my wife's not abusing me. All's good. All's good at home. So I don't have as frequent of dreams and as... But when I do have dreams, they are pretty vivid and they are pretty intense. And I kind of not 
not as similar to jumping in front of a child, but I did have a dream once where someone was breaking into my apartment. This is when I lived in mm-hmm. Iowa City. And it was so real and it was so vivid. And I remember middle of the night being in my bed, absolutely terrified, hearing someone break in and then coming into my doorway of that bedroom. And I chucked my lamp at them <laughs> when, I, and then immediately it woke me up because I threw really? my actual lamp and it shattered and woke me up. Wow. So I, that is crazy. I just find those kind of dreams interesting where it's enough, I guess, what it would be maybe adrenaline. I'm not sure. Like yeah. that actually. I would still think that those chemicals still move through your body. They would have to, even when like, you're sleeping. Some something's got it triggered. It's all coming from your brain still, right? So yeah. Well, that's interesting that you've you've done something dreaming I have yet to do. <gasps> Yay! That's a first. Yay! You get there. You go. I have not thrown a lamp in my sleep that I'm aware of. Give me my thrown a lamp um, badge on my brownie <laughs> sash. <laughs> it's just got a fist and a lamp <laughs> and a cloud. It's my most prized one. <laughs> Well, I find it so interesting because if you, from what I understand of how when you fall asleep, the, your neurotransmitters in your brain start signaling chemicals that pretty much paralyze your body, yeah. right? So like there's the gamma, which is meant for like induces sleep, muscle re- relaxation and sedation. Yeah. And then hypocretin is triggering your brain to keep your brain active, but paralyzes the actual things you can do and your muscles so you from doing those things. you can actually rest. Mm-hmm. And they also say like, if you are acting out a part of your dream, you're really close. You're in that REM cycle anyways. And so you're on that lightest sleeping level, like it's closest to consciousness and wakefulness. It's not surprising that right before you wake up is when you're you're jerking because you're falling or you pick up the lamp and throw it yeah. or you bang yourself on the back of <laughs> on a bed. <laughs> well, I came out unscathed. He came out with all his teeth. So I feel like that's <laughs> progress for our family. But I mean, I do find it interesting. I'd love to hear more from our listeners if they have dreams like that, Please. where they're actually acting out what they're dreaming. I just find that I find that so interesting. I did read a Reddit article that a guy was on a flight and was sleepwalking and was making like paper airplanes for people on the plane. And everyone was like, I think he's actually sleepwalking and like was was acting out making like paper airplanes in his dream. That's my new favorite story. I mean, if he had balloon animals, I'd be like, this story is perfect. I'll take it. He's got the little pump like. (laughs) He's like pumping it. What do you want? What do you want a rabbit? I'll make you a hat, a Mardi Gras hat. It's like the ee, 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 ee. <laughs> squeak, squeak, It's like the worst sound in the it world. Is. You're like, okay, that's it. I'll have a balloon that's just twisted three times. I can't hear it anymore. <laughs> I'll take a snake. <laughs> I'll, take a, I'll take an eel, please, sir. <laughs> it's like the the worst actual the worst uh, balloon artist is the ones that are like, would you like a snake? That's what I could do. I'd be like, you can have a snake or a worm. What do you want? When I <laughs> When I worked into the restaurant industry, we'd have like magicians and entertainers because it was like a family restaurant say, on Sunday night. Like when I worked in the restaurant industry, we'd have magicians. <laughs> this was not Vegas. No, it was it was just like a family rest, local family restaurant. It was a chain, but yeah. Um, I'll give a shout out to Max and Irma's. I'll give a shout but out to Max and Irma's because I had some delicious Max pr- and Irma both pretzel bites from there. Oh yeah. Oh, you did. You used to visit me I, and get those damn things. Were they were good. Sorry. But they, we'd have like these magicians come in and uh, we had a really good magician for a while. And then we got this guy that would make the, make the blow up animals and his specialty were snakes. And sometimes you could do hats. But sometimes. Uh, just, usually just, that ended up being a snake you're like, as well. He walks in, you're like, hey, buddy, is tonight a hat night? And he just shakes his head. <laughs> nope, just a snake night. <laughs> Not feeling it? Okay. <laughs> just a snake night. 
<laughs> and that's an interesting hobby, isn't it? <laughs> so I don't... <laughs> Is it a hat kind of night? No. <laughs> Just snakes. <laughs> oh. But man, I'd say the worst part of working that Sunday night shift mm. is there would be a free kids Sunday bar. Oh no! And you know you have if you've ever worked for a restaurant, you have your closing shift work, <sighs> and if you got stuck with that damn Sunday bar after the kids have been putting their sticky fingers all over the sprinkles all night, and there's hot fudge. Sounds delicious. <laughs> I would pay people to do it for me. I'm like, you want me to? You want five bucks? I would pay 10 bucks because that sounds like the worst. It's all the stickiest, messiest, oh. gooeyest And you stuff. know, the kids are just wiping noses their noses. And, and like probably I need some more sprinkles. All in it. Like, yeah, they probably got <laughs> like licked all the sprinkles and it's probably all gooey mess. Their faces are all different but colors. As You couldn't pay me to go back and work a Sunday kids night shift with a magician that made snakes. <laughs> That, so glad I'm past that part of my if life. If I could have written down what you just said, I would have and made it into a t-shirt because that is like, yeah, that's bad. You don't want to work that shift with the Sundays and the snakes. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? That's all I have. Th- those were some interesting stories. Though. I'm glad you shared the one about your cousin yeah. and the fact that you threw a lamp. I think <laughs> crazy. Good thing it was just, I was just happy it was just like a target lamp because then it was only like 10 <laughs> bucks. Like it wasn't anything fancy. Otherwise, I might right. have been a little upset, but. West Elm, not touch that thing. <laughs> <laughs> but pure one, got to keep your hands off. Right. <laughs> well, thank you. Hey, Mandy, guess what? What? Do you know we're on social media? We we are? Yes. Like all, all over, all over, all <laughs> over. All you have to do is go to at Remolations and you'll find us on all the social media and you'll find very exciting stuff. Go give us a follow. Hey, Mindy. Hey, bro. What? what? You know what else? What? If you go to our website, Remolations.com, you can become a Patreon member. For just I heard that's where all the cool friends go. That's where all the cool kids are going. Just saying. Three bucks a month, that'll get us weekly shot allowance that we need. <laughs> we'll get a Sunday. We might be able to afford a balloon animal. Or a Sunday bar. Mm, that might be pushing With, it. We might need two well, less. I'll two do Patreons. the balloon animals free of charge, <laughs> so we don't have to worry about those costs. Everyone gets a snake. <laughs> yes, please go to support our show. If you laughed even just a little today, you can go to Patreon, and Yay. you can find that link on our website and just uh, give us the support. And we'll give you a shout out on the show and tell you how much we love you because we love you all. But we love those people Me even too. more. <laughs> <laughs> but how was your New Year's? Next question, please. Excellent. Mine was great as well. Thank <laughs> was, you for asking. <laughs> I was going to say, how was your New Year's? <laughs> Mine was, it was pretty low key. We just hung out and drank champagne. I actually drank a little too much champagne, like a whole bottle. So yeah, it's getting a little rough the next day. <laughs> but it was feeling good at the time. Hangover. That's one that will get me in the morning. Champagne. Oh, it does. Yeah, yeah I should know better at this age. I, I should Don't. know better too. Um, I did not make it to midnight. Um, <laughs> it still happened nonetheless. It did happen. So happy new year. Happy new year. <laughs> that's it. You woke up and you're like, Yay, here we go. Again. Yeah, that's another story for another time. But yes, welcome to 2022, everybody. <laughs> hey, by the way, it's our 10th episode. Well, we woo! made it to 10. Double I feel like digits. Double, yeah, double digits. That's a big birthday. We should celebrate. Yeah, I went to Capri on my 10th. That's, you know, always the dream birthday. When you go to the cosmetology <laughs> school. 
Yes. When you like, get all your dudes. friends to go to the cosmetology school and you get, come home with the worst hair and the worst makeup ever, but you had the best day of your life. <laughs> We've been doing this 10 weeks now. Isn't that crazy? It feels, Flying it feels by. like forever. No, no. <laughs> of course we say it. I'm like, it's been great. You're like, holy shit. It's been a long time. I'm like, oh, <laughs> only 10? I thought we were at 100. No, I'm just kidding. It's been so much fun. I can't believe it. I know. And it's been really <laughs> exciting. And I'm excited to let you know we're up to like almost 740 listens and we've hit a few countries that you know we haven't seen yet so even internationally you know we've got our fans in belgium and australia popped up on our list this week so love you aussies they can't see, thank you but i'm giving them my thank you shimmy she's doing a thank you i can see her thank you shimmy and she really means it <laughs> i do just wait till our live shows you'll all see the thank you shimmy. i cannot wait <laughs> I will not participate, but I will cheer you on. <laughs> <laughs> That's very exciting. New countries, new cities. Awesome. The top markets that are we're seeing pop up on the last couple episodes are Omaha, Nashville, Madison, Mobile, and Pensacola. New one there. Oh. Minneapolis, St. Paul, Wichita, and Hutchinson. And out on the far west coast, Portland. You're all our besties. Yay! Especially Australia, we love you. Take us to you. We want to go <laughs> Bring us to, to your there. country. I'm totally <laughs> oh, I'd go. Just a hint. Well, we can't wait to be back with you all next week. But until then, sweet, sweet dreams, bitches.